Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for coming back or checking us out for the first time. However you got here, thank you for coming. This week, episode 30, uh, we're going with a game that most of you have probably never heard of, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City on everything, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, fucking everywhere. Uh I played it for the first time, I think, on the Xbox. I remember us owning it on PS2, but I never really got into it till I got a hold of it for my Xbox. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. I'll talk about it. My buddy Andre's here. We're going to talk about it more in the actual podcast. But, like, who didn't play this game growing up back in the day, right? That song, as soon as you hear, like, I cannot hear uh, I ran so far, that Flock of Seagulls song, and not think of Grand Theft Auto Vice City, like... I know my little brother like likes that song because of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Like everybody, it's it's Vice City, man. It's fucking legendary. So I'll shut up. I'll get to that with Andre in a couple minutes. You guys are gonna enjoy this week's episode, I think. Um, it was a little tricky getting music for this one, but shh, don't say anything. Uh, you guys, if you haven't checked us out yet, we have got a, a website. Uh, RememberTheGamePodcast.com. The traffic's been good. I post about it there. Uh, blogs and stuff are going up there too. It's it's neat. You can check it out. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rememberthegame or on Twitter and Instagram at rememberthegame. Uh, just like remember, but without the R and the E at the front. So, you know, that's cool. Please check us out. We follow everybody back. It'd be cool to talk to you guys there. Uh, the traffic for the web, or for the podcast is still good. It's slowing down a little bit as far as the growth goes, which I kind of expected it to eventually. Um, still, we're, we're cruising along. Uh, coming into just under a thousand downloads a month, which is insane to me. So thank you guys all so much for checking us out. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is episode 30. We've got 29 old ones. You could go back, just dig through, look for the ones you like. Any old downloads you want to throw us our, our way is cool. Oh yeah. And sorry about Battletoads last week for anyone that downloaded it early. Uh, as proof that I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I left the music playing for a big part of the conversation and had to go in and re-edit it and re-upload it. So if you downloaded the original version and the music was playing, my apologies, please uh, delete that one and and just re-download. My buddy Beak pointed out that I'm just milking downloads and that is totally what I'm doing. So sorry about that. That was on me. My bad. Um, Also, if you like the podcast or hate it, leave us a good review and leave us a comment somewhere. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, My buddy left me one on Twitter uh, at... S. Bopre9 threw me a comment. Uh, keep up the good work. It's fun to relive our childhood games we played. Each week it gets better, uh, which is true. And Sean is one of the guys I used to play video games with when I was a kid. So um, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you listening. Say hi to everybody for me. 
And uh, if you guys want to get a comment read on here, just throw me a comment somewhere, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or fucking iTunes review or YouTube comment. I don't care. Comment on a blog, something. You can tell me it sucks. I'll read that. I don't care. I'm not above reading that kind of stuff. Um, before we get into this week's episode, something I wanted to touch on, uh, Nintendo, the Wii, uh, the eShop is shutting down today, uh, January 30th, I believe it's done. Uh, you can't download games on there anymore. And, uh... It got me thinking, like, I don't have a Wii anymore. I, I'm sure most people don't have a Wii anymore. But uh, <laughs> do you remember when Nintendo originally launched the virtual console and they were adding, like, two or three games a week? Uh, and then some weeks we get, like, one. Some weeks we get, like, three. You never knew what was coming. It was kind of just... And we all complained and complained about what a shit show it was. And we were like, how can you only give us two games a week? What is this? And now Nintendo's giving us two games a month, three games a month. And it's like, fuck, we would sure like to go back to the Wii virtual console it was awesome you know honestly uh i'm putting a pin in this because i want to talk about it as a future episode on the podcast here looking back at the legacy of the wii um because personally if you don't count virtual boy which nobody does uh it's my least favorite nintendo console of all time probably by by like a pretty substantial margin too um i can really only think of three or four games i really liked on it at least that were exclusive to it uh but having said that it had the virtual console and that thing was fucking incredible like i never it was the first time i played through chrono trigger is the first time i played through final fantasy 6 um we can complain about what they're doing with their online now but like what we wouldn't remember there was a time where we fucking hated the virtual console too and what i wouldn't give to just have all those games available for five or seven dollars to download again uh it was great so rest in peace we virtual console you were awesome uh nintendo by some chance you listen to this please just give us a virtual console back or give us more than two games a month on your online service. You've got the most legendary back catalog of games in history at your disposal, and you don't do anything with them, and it drives us fucking crazy. So yeah, that's what's going on for news. Uh, other than that, I'm probably going to shut up and get to the podcast pretty quick. What I'm playing this week, oh yeah, uh, I dipped into, uh, I went back to the PS4. My buddy Chris lent me his PS4 so I could finally play Spider-Man, which is something I've been sitting on forever. And uh, I'll be honest, the first couple sessions I played, it wasn't really gripping me, and now I'm completely hooked. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero character. Uh, it's my favorite universe. And and if you ever played any of the Batman, like Arkham Asylum games or any of those, uh, this is just that, but with Spider-Man. It's pretty awesome. The side quests get a little boring, but the story's incredible, and swinging around the city like him never gets old. It got me thinking about Spider-Man 2 on the original Xbox and stuff. Uh, I played the shit out of that game. I want to do an episode on that game for sure. Um the one that was based on the second movie, which is still the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, I don't care what you say. But uh, this new Spider-Man game is pretty rad. So if you've got a PS4, and by some fluke you haven't checked it out, highly recommended, especially if you like Spider-Man. It's pretty awesome. Uh, still plugging through Smash Brothers too on my Switch, still unlocking the last few characters. It's the greatest uh, It's the greatest Smash Brothers game ever made. I don't care. Melee fans can geek out about their game, but I, you're wrong. So it's awesome. Uh, that's what I'm playing. Let me know what you're playing. Put it on our Facebook page and stuff. I try to post on there sometimes, ask what everyone's playing. I want to know. I'm curious what I need to be playing that I'm not. So check it out uh, and do all that stuff. This has not been the best intro I've ever done, but uh, this isn't the best podcast ever done. So that's it. Enough said. I am going to get to this week's game. Uh, like I said off the top, we my buddy Andre is back this week. We are talking Grand Theft Auto Vice City. It's available on just about everything now, but originally, originally it launched on the PlayStation 2 on October 29th, 2002. I was out of high school for a year when this game launched. And anyone listen to this, like that's 17 years ago. 
I almost said 16, but I guess we're in 2019 now. That's a law. Like, if that doesn't make you feel fucking old, then I don't know what will. Um, people could argue the original Grand Theft Autos and Grand Theft Auto 3 kind of got the ball rolling. I know technically they did, but I really feel like Vice City was the one where, like, and it really set off the global phenomenon that became the Grand Theft Auto series. Uh, this is the one I've played the most. I've never played five. I only minimally played four in San Andreas. I'm not the biggest Grand Theft Auto fan, but I love jerking around in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I'm sure everybody else did too. I'll get to the chat with Andre. Uh, that's enough. I, I always do this. I'm just going to get to the talk. I'm rambling here. Cue the music. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy this trip down memory lane. Kick back and relax and hang out with me and Andre as we revisit the glorious world of Grand Theft Auto Vice City on the PS2 and Xbox and everything else. Here you go, guys. Enjoy. Uh, Andre, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm perfect. I'm perfect. It's Friday. It's beautiful. Yeah. Actually, it's cold as fuck, but that's okay. It's it's actually not that bad out there. Walking in, I was I didn't have to work out. Oh, you <laughs> walked three feet. I fucking walked my dog. I was freezing. Uh, okay, so this week we are. Di- I mean, I guess this game's been on a, on a few different things, but I'm going to use the PlayStation Two artwork because that's where it started, and I think that's the system most people think of. Yeah, that's and this, where I played it. Right, and so this is yeah, me too. And so this is uh, this is our first check into the PlayStation Two era. I get to be the first place. You're Disney the first guy. first nice. PlayStation Two guy. We are going to talk Grand Theft Auto. Vice City. Such a good game. Pretty solid game. I don't even remember, like, how old do you think you were when you were playing this game? This came, what, 2000, 2003 area? I think so, around there. Yeah, 15, 16. Right. I was, like, late teens, maybe 20, right? Yeah. And it, uh, dude, I don't ever, like, I know there are previous Grand Theft Auto games. Did you play any of them before this one? Okay, so I I had played one, which was the, like, the top down. The first two were, like, the top down one. I played that one. Never played two because that was that London one or whatever. And then I I never played three. Yeah. So because three came out and it was the first three D version. But yeah. I never played it. And this is my first real real foray into Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, me too. I didn't even know really that Grand Theft Auto existed before this game. Like I thought of it as that stupid you run around top down game. And yeah. just, I played it once or twice and was like, this is stupid. Yeah, right. Like whereas yeah. Vice City, like. Dude, Vice City was a like a borderline phenomenon. Like, I mean, I think when people think of Grand Theft Auto now, you think of Grand Theft Auto Five and Four and and but, all those. And Grand Theft Auto is is one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world now. E- easily, easily, right? But but when Grand when Vice City came out, it it seemed like that was what really. I know they had had previous games, but that was the one that really kickstarted the Grand Theft Auto. I I think that was what made it kind of the cultural phenomenon. If yeah. It, like it, 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 uh, trust me, it's grown to a cultural phenomenon, but it helped. It's, it was the start of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was It was the start of an empire, really. And I mean, like, I mean, anyone listening to this played that game. Everybody I know played oh, that fucking um, game. Like, me and your brother, the amount of hours we spent just right. playing that game. Like, we'd play it together. Then we'd, we were both had our own files playing it. It's just, it's it was retarded the amount of time we played. Like, I, I still own it. I have it on Steam, but I probably haven't played it in a good three four years now i'd be willing to i haven't played it in 15 years but i'd be willing to bet that it hasn't held up like there's i just can't imagine not, with the new games not that, not comparatively but if you just put yourself into the mindset that he's like i want to go back and play this classic game yeah it's still good but not to a 
comparable level even right. even 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 a little bit right and it's funny because like i like i'm not gonna lie to you i'm looking at my notes here like i have i have a lot of criticisms of this game like i i liked like okay did you fin- did you finish it oh yeah i i I fin I finished it at least once. I know that. I I don't even know what the storyline is. I don't remember honestly. It just it was, it was the fact that it was like an open world game, for, right? Like one of the first kind of open world games. I can't think of another game as open world as this that I would have played at that point. Yeah, okay, prior I to I this, I don't like unless you're unless you're like talking about PC games, which yeah. Then right. but that but we're just like but for console gamers like me me and you at that point. Yeah, there wasn't really anything out there at that point. Like I can't. That. Yeah, I can't think of anything. And so, like to me, like the, and I think to a lot of people, like the sheer enjoyment of this game was like to just see how much damage you could do and yeah. how you know how many of the police stars well, you it, could get. Right? Yeah. Like, like I think the replayability a lot of the time was is still and still to this day. Like, but yes, I know that what they got with the online now, but was just going and just murdering people and just yeah just killing people over and over again and just seeing how many yeah. Like stars, how and if you could get away from like a five a five star, it was the best, and, right? And like that was super hard, but it's possible. Yeah, and I don't know what was so addictive about that. Where the hype, the fun part was just seeing like how many stars you could get, and like stealing a car and just running over as many people as you yep. can, and just yeah, that to me, just running from the cops, right? And just and like the stories were good. It was like they were. And the thing is, you it wouldn't have brought you in without a good story. No, simple as that no but sure. it's 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 all these small things you can do in those games and it's like to me it's one of the first games where it's customizable like changing clothes changing it's like those early games where you didn't have a lot of that mm-hmm. yeah it really uh it's really the grandfather of those guys i mean now those games come out every every couple of years yeah, every and, you know every couple it seems like every fucking month there's another giant <laughs> yeah, 200 true. hour game true, true. but I, like when i think of grand theft auto i like i kind of compare it to like to Skyrim in those games in the sense of like the controls aren't perfect and there's some glitches and things in it, but you're willing to look past a lot of it for the open world fun that comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not exactly the same. It's not nearly as open world and deep as Skyrim, but just being able to go and steal a plane and then just fly up and then just like, like pretty much just aim your plane for a building, jump out of it and then watch (laughs) it crash into a building and you just float to the ground. Yeah. And then when you land, you just go about your business. Right. They didn't know you did it. Right. It <laughs> it's the so best. Like, oh, just so much fun with those games. Yeah, and like I, like I, I, like I said, I never beat it. And I remember, I vividly remember, like session after session, where I would turn it on and be like, "All right, I'm going to play some story today. Like I'm going to work on a story today." Yeah. And then, and this is one of my first major criticisms about this game. Uh, nine times out of ten, I would fucking fail at whatever the next mission was in my in my in the story. Yeah. And a lot of that was due to these fucking controls. Like the gun controls weren't great. And then the fucking let him swim. Oh my god! You let touch, if him you swim. touched water, like if say you're running from them just near the beach and you just mistakenly touch the water, you die. I'm taking two points off when we score this at the end because of that. Like I understand that yeah. that you know it was probably not easy to put swimming controls in it. Like it's you know it's their first. I get it. It's well, learning it, pains. I understand. Yeah, it's a three and three in Vice City. It's tough. It, you're you're just getting in. You. It's kind of hard to build the water mode when you're still trying to build an open world. But, like, then fucking just make barriers where you can't fall in the water. 
just like I'm not even saying let them fall in and then restart it that fast or anything, but just literally just like put an invisible wall it, there. It's it, yeah, you know, because there's no, there is not one mission where you have to be able to touch water. Yeah, I know there's boat missions. Yeah, but, but you you're can't but go. you're stuck in the boat the entire because right. you literally start in the boat. Right, and then when you finish, you it, it goes away, and then you're on land. So like literally, just put invisible walls around the boat, around the platform, like yeah. the dock edges. But you can fall out and die. Which oh. is just retarded. Like, like is he? A, like, what I think of it is he like a is he mentally a child? Because oh, like a, like a little child who can't swim. Like really, I had it written down like in capitals, underlined. Let him swim. The controls, honestly, like outside of some of the driving. The controls as a whole, like obviously by today's standards, they they would be a little shoddy. Oh but yeah, it, but even then, but for I, but yeah, for I, like early two thousands, it's it's actually good quality. Yeah, they well, see, yeah, they, yeah it's not quality. that they weren't. Decent it's just quality. that they irritated me. Like I I struggled with transitioning to three D. Oh, at a, at overall, like I, I mean, like I don't like the three D Zeldas as much. Three D, I hate Mario sixty four. Oh, like, yeah, for for me, it was like I guess playing because like I went from playing like I was a Sega kid. So I went from playing on the Sega to playing like the Genesis. I never actually owned a Saturn, which I'm kind of sad about. But uh, <laughs> you're not the only one. My <laughs> I I thought that was a quality system, but that's another talk. But you have I went and then I went to PlayStation and playing games like Final Fantasy and stuff that helped kind of transition into 3D. Right. I think I, that that was kind of games help because you get used to playing in a 3D world and then when you get a game like Grand Theft Auto Vice City games like that you're used to the 3D aspect of it. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I and, and wrestling games help too. They yeah. <laughs> See the first 3D game I remember kind of getting the controls of like really being like okay is is probably Halo. Like when they initial, because like, I feel like yeah. Halo was one of the first ones to really nail the two joystick. And someone's listening to this and is like, well, well, Doom on the fucking whatever. But like, that's the game I think of. Like, that's the first time yeah, that I it's really the first got first a handle. Shooters like that. And like, and then you get, it, it, but the thing is with those, you're pretty much just running and shooting and aiming to shoot. Yeah, yeah. It, where in this, in these ones, like in Vice City, you're trying to move around and do certain things. Yeah. While also trying to line up. Sometimes, like, and there's some missions where you have to be quiet and you got to take that shot out of nowhere. It's a little, and it's a little harder, especially you get a little bit choppier controls. It is harder. Yeah, it is. It, like, and that was one of the big frustrations I had with it. And then usually that would end up with me falling in the fucking water. But, like, just on any quest, like, I, I cannot even, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times I would set out to play a mission and then give up because I hated the controls and then just go, because where the controls did work, I found. Uh, and this is just by memory. Maybe if I tried it now, it wouldn't. But is is the driving? And so I would I would end up just seeing like fuck this. I'm just gonna go have fun, and I'd steal a car or the motorcycles. I love oh, snagging a motorcycle. I, I would, if any mission or anything I could do to drive a motorcycle, I, and I still it's still to this day when I play like even G, GTA Five. If I can use a motorcycle, I will use a yeah, motorcycle. In like, everything. Unless I'm forced to use a car. I use a motorcycle. Like it's cooler, and they. I love the way they handle and, like and the turning. You, you and take stuff jumps on that. off, just a random thing, different things in all the games. You just take, you can jump off things and have fun with it. Like yes, yeah. 
I thought that was the highlight for sure. And that was I remember that like that has to be the first game where I was able to drive a motorcycle. Like well, outside of like excitement. Like, yeah, I was gonna say around. like there's but, you like, know, but, like, like an optional yeah. one where I was like, Oh wow, look at this. Yeah, but this was one where you can pick your vehicle, do what you want, yeah. and race in a non racing game environment. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And just I, I remember boggling my mind just how big it was. And I get by today's standards, it's not I know I keep saying that. I gotta stop saying that. It's not big, but like then like I'd never played a game like that no, where no. you could go through this whole city and basically do anything well, you and, want. And there's more and there, I think this was the first one that introduced multiple islands. Like, yeah, and you were and you like you, you were stuck on the first one. Once you got through certain missions, you know, not look, knock, lock the next territory, yeah. and then you unlocked a third one. And I love that. Like, it's and because like, you you've explored and learned the first world for part of the world, and then you end, get in this whole other part, and you get to find all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what was really cool to me. I yeah, that. I loved it. Yeah, I love being able to go and like just even like I know with everything five has now, but going and exploring the, the the forest areas and all that other stuff it was so cool yeah it was it was just something new it was like oh yeah i remember that being like the first game the like the first game i bought on my playstation 2 where i was really like this is next generation you know what i mean i was like yeah. wow this well, is and, and it had to, like i'll say this to this it had like the voice the voice acting in this game top notch that's yeah that, that's the next thing i was going to get to yeah. was the sound and the theme and stuff like that you're yeah. right they actually went out and got like legitimate like stars, stars to like, be in this even game. in mine some of the minor roles in this in this thing they have stars in there. I remember reading that Gary Busey was in it. I didn't see it, but like I literally have the list of people. Yeah. So like Tommy Rossetti was done by Ray Liotta, who is a legit star. Yep. You have uh, Tom Sizemore from Top Gun fame. He he does Sonny Forelli. You have William Fincher does Ken Rosenberg. The, my favorite one on this list is Louise Guzman is in this game. Like, it's, dude's hilarious, and he does Ricardo Diaz. Then you got uh, Danny Trejo. He does one of the, the Cubans' gang leader. And then uh, Lee Majors is in this. Wow. Play, he plays one of the biker gangs. He, he plays their leader. Like, just those names alone. This is stu- like, it's funny, because you can look at Grand Theft Auto in the whole empire of the rock, uh, rock star now and be like, wow. But, like, look at what they... Like, this think, is where they started. In 2000, like, 2003 area, like, they're getting stars to come in and voice games. It's like, people realize that this is going to be... Is it coming a huge... Like, I went to comic, I went to the Edmonton Comic Expo in, yeah. in this past September. Yeah. They had all three of the guys who voiced Grand Theft Auto Five there. Oh, that's and cool. And they had... And the one dude, Stephen Ogg, had the biggest line because he's been on Walking Dead and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. But... The other two had good good lineups, and that's due to, like, you can voice in a video game and be a star now. Sure, yeah. And it feels like this is, like, I mean, again, like, to anyone that wasn't playing it back then, I don't think you understand, because like, we didn't understand how big of a deal this game was going to be then either. It no, was just a and, fun and game what, to it play. Would, what it would spawn. It really was the seed. Like, I, you can argue the first three Grand Theft Autos or whatever, but this was the one that was really the seed that sprouted into the Empire you know, like without them, like without this franchise, I don't know if we would have. I mean, I know it's the same company, but I don't know if we would have the Red Deads. I don't know if we'd have the no. Witchers. Do you know what I mean? Because, like all those games. It, it's it it's the success of Grand Theft Auto to me that create that made Rockstar such the impressive company. Oh yeah, they've built an everything now. off the back of Grand Theft Auto. In absolutely. reality, it's hard to argue that one. You've built everything off of Grand Theft Auto. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's pretty wild, man. And then, like you mentioned, you know what I love about this game more than the voice actors is the soundtrack. 
Oh. Like they, so this game is set in like mid eighties, Miami It's oh, so and they music. capture it. Like I love the, I love the, the style, even honestly, like when you play it, it almost has this like, they had like fuzzy look to it. This kind of dark faded fuzzy. Like, I don't know how to explain like old, it. Like I feel like, oh, it was this cartoon that was on recently. I can't remember it, but it was based in like the eighties and like they did the same kind of look. Uh, like obviously, it's much better graphics. Sure, but the same kind of fuzzier, darker yeah. look because it makes you feel like the '80s. I don't right. know why everybody thinks the '80s was fuzzy and dark. I, well, because I, I say that because of the photos, and I'm like, when, or the movies, you see something yeah. like that from back then, and I'm like, I can't believe things weren't actually dark and fuzzy. But like, yeah, I, I don't know if it was. An, I have to assume it was an intentional uh, design choice by them to give it that look. And, as yeah, and I think it's also trying. They're ca- trying to capture like an '80s. M- Miami feel. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's almost like playing a movie. Like it's like playing Scarface. It's yeah. like playing a movie well, set from like that they, era. They and based that this era. off of like Scarface, Clarito's way and Miami vice. Yeah. They said were three movie influences they used to make this game. They give it the feel. Yeah. I'm a huge Scarface fan and oh, you yeah. can totally see the oh, yeah. Scarface influence on it. Well, but you like, can see the Miami vice kind of feels with like, yeah. with like how, like not really. I know he's not a cop, but when him and Sonny are running around doing stuff, you feel that like buddy cop kind of yeah. getting things done kind of feel. Yeah, you really get that. I, yeah. So the like the 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 art design of it is awesome, and then the mm. fucking this is gonna be one much like the Tony Hawk one where I'm probably gonna try to use music, and then hopefully it doesn't get taken down. <laughs> hopefully so not. far, I've been okay with Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, I love like I love. The soundtrack to this because they game. had like the Lover Boy band or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if they're called Lover Boy in the game, but like there was like a Lover Boy feel to it. Yeah, yeah. They were like, and it's like '80s hair metal, and you have like the eight, like it's. Oh, I love this soundtrack. It's I, just, I, God, I sure hope I'm not wrong, but this is the one that had the commercial with Flock of Seagulls. Is it? I'm almost positive Ugh, it was. I love that band. I love that. Band. Like everyone thinks that. Like I mean, if you're listening, you remember that commercial where. They're showing like clips of the game, and then I ran so far away. As yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's playing what, on it. Yeah, because I ran so far away, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's just like like to me that when I hear that song to this day, I think of Vice City. Oh, like, me that's too. Like, well, that's, that was my intro to that song, and then me too. Just the amount of years me and your brother listened to that song afterwards, because, just drive, like especially once we got our cars yeah. at eighteen and just driving down the road, list, blaring that song out the window because it's Vice City. But it makes you feel that that. Vice City feel yeah oh, so good and that's another thing I love about it is how you could flip the radio stations to listen to different songs yeah because they had like the soft one, yeah which had the hair metal station I thought and... that was so I don't know if that was something that had ever existed in another game I thought that was so ingenious and clever Not that, I know of. right like it just every time I stole a car I was flipping through the radio stations to find something good and they all seemed so real and legitimate you know and then you could have this on while you're playing the game just listening to like. You know, it's like having a soundtrack that you could change anytime you want. I yeah. thought that was so clever. And so, and not just... And, and if like, you don't do, feel like listening to the Hairman all the time, you can put it on the softer stuff. There's literally talk radio. I know, right? Like, yes, if you listen to it for long enough, it repeats. Yeah, yeah. But they put it like... This thing about this is, it's just one disc, right? This right. isn't like Final, Final Fantasy or anything that has multiple discs and things like that. Yeah. In one disc, just and you have to listen to it a long time for that stuff to replay. For sure, yeah. But like, just how much audio they had to put in just for the. They, and I think there was multiple talk radio stations. Mm-hmm. So there's one with like a chick, another one with a couple of dudes. It was like, think about the amount of time that goes in just to making a fake talk radio in that game. Right, not knowing if anyone will listen to and, it. Yeah, you know? and 
and, and like trust me, I didn't listen to it much, but you put it on, and they say ridiculous. And it's always stuff that has to do with the in-game stuff. Yeah. But it's always fun to to listen to that. Yeah, it's a very like I said already, very very ingenious to to, to do that. As it, like all they really could, if they wanted to, they could have just put the soundtrack in with all these eighty songs and stuff like that, and just had them rotate through. And that could oh, have yeah. been the soundtrack, and no one would have complained. But to have a radio station in yeah. the cars that you could flip between, and really smart, like really, really I, I, clever. I literally just looked at the soundtrack for this game. Like they have Ozzy Osbourne in that game. They have like Ozzy's '80s music. They have Lover Boy. They have yeah, like you said, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. And like they have just, and then they have so much like so, it, it's so much fun to be able to just turn on whatever you want to feel like listening. Yeah, to me, like that was like. I almost look at Vice City as more of a, a violent Sims than yep. like a than like a, a game because I like I said the storyline mattered nothing to me. I just when I wanted to just relax, I would just most especially in that era. A lot of games that I played, I would listen. I played a lot of sports games in that yeah. era. I would just listen to my music. You know yeah, what I mean? Too. Like I'm the same way now. Yeah, turn the TV you down mean, and listen yeah. to my music. But with Vice City. I wouldn't do that because I wanted music, to listen to the game. Because the game's music right. was just that good. And I would play it like The Sims. I would just log in and just, uh, instead of like starting a career and buying a house, I'd see how many people I could kill. And just like <laughs> yeah. get it out of my system, you know? Because yeah. that was, man, to run around with some of the weapons in that game and just, just oh, yeah. kill people that walked by was just the funnest thing. And yeah. then the cops would show up, they'd steal you, a car, take, take a, off. And can, then... The fact that you could take a rocket launcher out and just aim it at a guy and it just <laughs> blow his like blow his head off was phenomenal ah oh, so fun and then uh and then you can run you run away you hide behind a dumpster somewhere and then all of a sudden the cops just like no we don't want to chase you anymore yeah it's 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 the funnest yeah thing in, the in the first star too is pretty easy to oh you can get rid of that in about 10 seconds to. but they if you do it right, you can get rid of five stars pretty if you if you can find the right places to go park. Uh, I don't know if I ever got away from five stars. Uh, I've, I've 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 seen it done a couple times by people I know, but it's not a common thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, okay, and now here's something else that I wanted to talk about with this game is like again, by today's standards, no big deal, right? But like back then, I had never played a game this violent. Oh, no. Not necessarily just well, the violent cuz we had been shooting people since like Contra and stuff, but oh, like yeah for the for the for the graphic well, styling like, of it and the, what you could do yeah like you have like I literally you you're driving down a road and like literally they have prostitutes in the game like it's it's a common thing and there's they didn't and you could get out and beat her to death and take her money yeah they i don't it, it, maybe they had it in GTA 3 i don't know i never played it right. at that point right. but like to me that level of crazy and then you you literally heard people on the like it was reports on the news this is too violent this is too all that stuff mm-hmm. like you hear about that stuff and it's like it, it blows your mind like it, but it's like and but it kind of it almost didn't phase us in a way no you know what like cuz I think in the era we came, this was this came out that's where i wanted to go with it is just like i i like I know there are bad people out there, and I know there are people that do things, and I'm loyal to video games, so I'm gonna defend them. But I just you, I, I'm I'm not willing. Like when this game was big, people were like, "Oh, this game is is corrupting our youth." Much like Doom, Doom corrupted our youth, and Wolfenstein corrupt corrupted our youth, and now Doom, Grand Theft Auto. That's, retar- that's crazy. And it's not. It's it's just, just can, a video I can, game. I can see how they make the argument for Grand Theft Auto because it's more of a real world game sure. compared to like Doom and those other ones. Because that's where to me that's crazy. Absolutely, you don't have wolves and I. I get monsters. why it was controversial at the time. Yeah, but. but it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't like I had to, and like to some of the movies that you that would come out and like just to, some of the in certain movies. Sure, it, it, it's kind of nuts. 
And like, I don't know. I'm, like I'll tell you, like I said, I was a young adult when this game came out. Like I, I was, I was over eighteen. I was thinking of fifteen or sixteen uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I played it, you know, like as an adult. But like, no, I like I'm sure. Yeah. Like my, my my nephew, if my nephew was six at the time and wanted to play Vice City, I probably would have said no. Yeah. Same here. But like, you know what? That's not on the video game, and and I mean, and that applies right up to today when it comes to anything with society. And this isn't going to become a political rant. Yeah. But like, that's on you guys. That's on the fucking parents. It's like, you know what? If you don't want your kid to play Vice City, how will you pay attention to what your fucking kid is playing? Don't buy him Vice City. Yeah. Or if you, go, or check on check on your kid when they're playing a video game. Go buy Spyro. Let them play fucking Spyro, yeah. which is fun too. Yes, yeah, such uh, a good game. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, that really, that bothered me then and it bothers me now. But this was really, if another, I mean, the only other game I can think of prior to Vice City that was really an uproar when it came to parents and what it was, 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 I remember some people being upset about Doom. Yeah, and stuff like that, and and there's been controversies ever since, like on in, in in any game, sure. like any kind of game that ha- that does violence. Like I, there are probably people that complained about Halo when it came out, sure, probably anything. But I think this one picked up such a degree because of the realism. It, like, like it was a more of a realistic style game. That and is what I, it is. And I don't think there'd ever been a game that captured the mainstream the way this thing did you know other than, yeah other than like halo but halo was in right. a different manner like this but. game just blew up. and i think part of the reason I never, and i forgot to bring this up earlier i think part of the reason the game blew up as it did was because the ps2 was so big like everybody owned oh, yeah. the ps2 and i know yeah. eventually it went to xbox and with everything but like ps2 was like like everybody P- owned a playstation, PlayStation list right here it well because it was <laughs> like i know myself and i'm sure a lot of people were like this it was like this thing plays dvds and video games i need a dvd player too yep. so i'll buy it it was so ingenious need- to put a dvd player oh in yeah it, you because know? it was it was nice because you just you you could watch your movies you don't need it like i i know i know for i have friends that still use their their PS2 as a DVD player and things like that. Like they can still, they still, cause it's just like, it, they don't play the games anymore, but it's still there. So you might as well use it. Right. Like, oh it, yeah. But especially now. Cause in like, we got friends like, you know, they don't own the nicest TVs. You plug it in your PS2. It still looks good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just Googled it. Cause I wanted to be sure before I set it on here and look like an idiot, but it is indeed the greatest selling console of all time. The PlayStation two doesn't surprise Which, me. No, me neither. Everybody owned it. Well, and this was like, after, after success, like I, I listened to a couple different podcasts, like Business Wars talked about Nintendo versus PlayStation's war and how much the PlayStation sold. Oh, PlayStation murdered. Just, them. just to imagine what PlayStation Two, the next gen of what oh, after yeah. the creation of PlayStation mm-hmm. does, I'm not surprised. Well, when they launched the, because I mean, the, I don't remember who launched first and second. It doesn't matter really; it's irrelevant. But uh, the PlayStation Two went up against the original Xbox and the GameCube. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you could argue the Dreamcast, but the Dreamcast that that thing, the Dreamcast Sega was our Sega was went dead over the before they even yeah, <laughs> the Dreamcast was gone fast. But yeah. if you look at those three, uh, I mean, I, I was loyal to Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I owned all three. I was loyal to Nintendo because I am a Nintendo fan. Still are, admittedly. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. But that said, like the PlayStation Two was the like I feel like that was when Sony. I mean, the PlayStation did well. The PlayStation kicked Nintendo 64's ass. Oh, very but, much so. But the PlayStation Two was when Sony was like, "This is our yard now." And then, I mean, but the, then, but then Microsoft just walks into the ring yeah. with their system. But. And well, but and, and the PS2 crushed the Xbox. But then the Xbox 360, like Sony, fucked up with the PS3 because they were so confident after the PS2. Yeah, and they almost well, fucked themselves. Royally. They lucked out into the fact that they got Blu-ray. And right. and they they got the Blu-ray contract versus Microsoft got they they right they locked they, they locked out that way that's, I think that's why it was the more in the end the more successful console sure but, but it took them a long time yeah, man it took them a long time yeah when they launched the PS3 I think it was seven hundred dollars 
And they were like, yeah, it was something insane, six or seven hundred bucks. So they were like, yeah, we can do it. And then Xbox launched the 360. And I know I was was one of many, many people that was loyal to the PS2 that flipped to Microsoft. And the Xbox 360 is in my three favorite systems of all time. I'll I'll admit I've never owned an Xbox uh, machine, any of them. I love it. Well, that was whatever. Maybe due to lack of funds. And and I was already invested in the PlayStation 3. Sure. I already, like, it's just have it at this point well and like if you're wondering why i went down this road it's because we haven't talked ps2 before and the reason i wanted to say that is because like when i think of the playstation 2 i know there's a lot of great games on it but when i think of the playstation 2 the the first game that jumps out in my mind is is vice city oh like, yeah it's one, grand of, the, it's grand it's one of that and then to me the wrestling games because i have yeah, the wrestling that's games another conversation great. but those are the games that really stick out for me like i'm i'm trying to think back maybe san andreas but uh, was that even PS2? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but like, you think about it, those like those are the games that stick out to me the most. And then the Tony Hawk games, those yeah, are the Tony ones Hawk, that probably yeah. stick out to most to me because those were the ones that influenced me the most. Yeah, but this yeah. one was just really it was everything. I didn't really realize it till you and I got talking about it. But this really is the kickoff point to a complete and total empire that they've formed. Now, like I said, I know they had previous games, yeah. but Vice City oh, was so. when they but took it to the was, next level. This is a cultural, like this cultural shift for this for Rockstar, really. Yeah, and to think yeah. now that there's one company making the Grand Theft Auto games and the Red Dead Redemption games, uh, and, and the, just sitting and, back and, and, and counting their money, else, and everything else they put out over the years is just it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Vice City is like, I mean. It's an opinion piece. Maybe I'll do an episode on this someday. But if you were to talk about like the 10 most influential video games of all time, Vice City would be a candidate. I mean, a Grand Theft Auto game would be on there. Yeah. And to me, if you were going to put a Grand Theft Auto game on there, it'd be Vice City. Yeah, because it like, yeah, you don't get to Grand Theft Auto 5. Like, yes, Grand Theft Auto 5 is something like a beast we've never yeah, seen before. But you don't get to that without Vice City. No, I like, and ex- exclude the previous Grand Theft Autos, because I don't care what you say, none of them were nearly the size of Vice City as far as the magnitude of popularity. Vice yeah. City was to, like, Grand Theft Auto Five, what, like, Super Mario Bros. is to, like, Mario 64, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, like, oh, it, very you much You needed so. that to get to the rest, so... Oh, yeah, you need that to get to everything Rockstar's done, like... And uh, I know I already ranted about how I don't care about the story, but Ken Rosenberg is the best. Oh, very I much I fucking so. love him. I, I, and the one one of the cool things that I never realized this until later on when I played Grand Theft Auto 3 was the fact that um, the guy, the main character, I can't remember his name right now, from Grand Theft Auto 3 appears in the in, in Grand Theft in, in Vice City. Oh, really? I didn't and know he that. He shows up at some, I can't remember, he's just like, he's a background character, but he's there. I think it's some race, or I don't remember. I can't remember, but he's in the background somewhere. Oh, I didn't know that. And then wow. like, they do that throughout a few, like those later, those earlier games. Yeah. They have old characters show up. Like I know uh, Ken Rosenberg, he shows up in San Andreas. He's a character that's used a little, a few times. Like not you, but you know what I mean? He, you, you interact with this character a few times in uh, San Andreas. So. Right. For a game to push characters, in, have a character's effect into another game is kind of huge. Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. I just brought up their sales numbers now for Grand Theft Auto. So the original one sold $3 million, and then the second one sold $2 million. And then Grand Theft Auto 3 sold $14.5 million. And Which so, is pretty huge. And then Vice City was seventeen and a half. So I know some people are going to say Grand Theft Auto Three was really the kickoff point, not Vice City. But I just and for, this for is just some for people me. it is. Sure. Yes. For but me, like, for me, it, it was Vice City. No, for most people that I think of, like I just don't remember. I don't remember Grand Theft Auto Three being the phenomenon that Vice City was. I don't. I really, you know? I really don't at all. Like I don't because I don't even remember hearing about it when it came out because like 
maybe this is for a fact that I didn't get a I got a PlayStation two later than like I didn't get it when it first came out. I got it a little bit later on, mm-hmm. but maybe that affected it because I, I think it's probably one of the that's gonna be Grand Theft Auto is gonna be one of the early games for PlayStation two. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, it just like like just I, I don't the commercial like I said I'm gonna put that commercial in this I'm going to edit find it and yeah. put it in. that's what I think of is Grand Theft Auto Vice City oh definitely um, <laughs> as opposed to so they sold seventeen and a half million and then Grand Theft Auto four sold twenty five million. San Andreas twenty one, and then Grand Theft Auto five seventy million. I think yeah, it and, might be the greatest and, well, video game seventy of all million time. plus. All you got to think, yeah, it's, it's, I've sold my game since because I don't play. I have, I stopped playing at five. Sure, but you got to think it sold seventy million. But then what is sold on top of it all from the DLCs, yeah, the online. all the all the sh- like you you buy the shark cards like that's a phenomenal. Oh, I've never played it honestly really no uh, i've never played game. it i have to play it your, um your brother was obsessed with it at one point put it on switch come on guys <laughs> okay i gotta get a ps4 again okay yeah. we gotta wrap this thing up we got lots more podcasts to do yeah. um taking everything we just talked about into mind andre what would you give grand theft auto vice city on a scale of one to ten i'll give it an eight all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go seven no, you know what? I guess I have to go six. Because you said you're taking points Because I'm points taking away. points off, too. So I'm going to give it a six. It is a fine game. I just honestly like the Grand I, Theft Auto. I, I don't have the hate on the controls like you do. So oh, I, I'm going to give it an eight. The Grand Theft Auto games have never really been my jam. But this is the one that got the most time on mine. It was, it was fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, I ran so far away. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Still, still to this day, one of my favorite songs. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Always happy to be here. That is going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading. Andre, thank you for coming over and talking Vice City with me. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, I know that's just one of those games that everyone saw pop up, was like, oh, I fucking remember that game, which is what I want out of this podcast. Uh, you guys, really, thank you. I know I say it 100 times an episode, but our numbers are going up, and I'm really excited to see where this thing goes, and I can't thank you all enough for listening. If you haven't checked us out yet, we have a website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame and on Facebook at facebook.com slash rememberthegame. Throw me your comments. Throw me your reviews, your suggestions. I'll read them on here. Um, I record these things 10 or 12 episodes kind of at a time with a few guests, and I'm going to get another session going. So uh, uh, I got a whole bunch of exciting episodes to be recorded here in the next month, and uh, I hope you guys just continue to not hate my podcast. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it, you guys. And I will talk to you again in seven days. Take it easy. Cheers. (laughs) 